Hello, and welcome back to the Vedic Vessel Podcast. I'm your host, Holly, and I am super happy to have you here for another episode of Weekly Moon Weather and Horoscopes. This one will be for Monday, January 24th through Sunday, January 30th. Now, if you are listening to this episode in the future, first of all, how's it going? Like, is there anything crazy happening? Just kidding. Anyways, if you're listening to this episode in the future, that's okay. I encourage you to keep listening, especially if you're here for learning more about Vedic astrology, more about the signs, our planets, how they express themselves in certain signs, about the nakshatras, different placements, different transits, different conjunctions. There is so much to uncover here, like I've said many, many times. So stick around. As we know, the moon moves in cycles. It has been full before, it will be full again. It goes from new moon to first quarter to full moon to last quarter to new moon again. It'll always come back through these cycles, just as the moon will repeat the cycles of the journey through the 12 zodiac signs and each of the 27 nakshatras within them. So if you are from the future and you're wondering why you're still listening to this episode that has nothing to do with the current week that you are living through, I just want to let you know that each time we cycle through these nakshatras, signs, and lunar events, my goal is to provide you all with a new, interesting, valuable piece of information to add to your knowledge bank so that we can continue to grow, continue to learn deeper into all of these astrological concepts. So just wanted to put that out there that if you are listening to this episode in the future, that you should stick around because you will learn something new, most likely. And I will not be covering the exact same information every time that we return to any given point in the cycle so that we can keep this fresh and interesting. And all of these concepts are super deep, so it's going to take a while to uncover them. These topics take lifetimes to truly understand. So we're just at the beginning here and I can't fit it all into just this one short episode. I will be starting to record deep, detailed series for this podcast. So for instance, there will be a 12-part series for each of the zodiac signs. There will be a series for each of the planets. There will be series for different planets in different signs and what that means. There will be series for the minor arcana of the tarot, the major arcana of the tarot, different types of occult sciences. There will be a series for yoga, a series for pranayama. There will be many different facets in this podcast, and I am super excited to get the ball rolling on that. All right, now that you have successfully made it through one of my passion rants, in this episode, we will first discuss the lunar movement for the week ahead, and after that, I will be giving a brief horoscope for each of the 12 zodiac signs. Now, I encourage you to read these horoscopes with me not through the perspective of your sun placement. I read these horoscopes 
for you in relation to your natal rising and your moon placements. Reason being is that your ascendant or your rising sign and your moon placement are both much more specific to you as an individual than your sun sign is. So I read these horoscopes in relation to your natal rising and your moon placements. It's important to view the lunar movement from the perspective of both your birth chart or your D1 chart with your rising sign in the first house, as well as from your moon chart. Now, the moon chart is a rotation of your birth chart, so it's not actually a different chart. We're just viewing it from a different point. We're viewing it as if your moon were your ascendant, so it's just a complete rotation of your chart. So this gives us the ability to see how the moon will be aspecting both the birth chart as a whole and your natal moon placement. If you do not have your Vedic birth chart and would like to find out where your rising and your moon were placed at the exact time, date, and location of your birth, I can help you out. For free, you can go to my website, www.thevedicvessel.com. You can click on offerings and navigate to birth chart. This is where you can plug in all of your specific birth details and get your charts and your planetary details as well. Having all of this information will be beneficial for understanding the weekly moon weather and how it impacts you specifically, as well as for analyzing and learning about your other placements as we start to dive into learning more about Vedic astrology. So on the radar for this week, the moon will be moving through the signs of Libra, Scorpio, and Sagittarius. Venus will also be finally going direct on Saturday. Now, before we dive in, as always, I'd like to give you all a reminder of a few things. Now, the first one I'll start off with is if you hear some weird, whooshy sounds in the background, um, it's currently very snowy outside and there's a lot of plows doing their plowing. So just try to, you know, ignore that. Sorry. Next up is that I currently reside in the central standard time zone. So if you live in any other time zone, the phases that I provide for you and the changes of nakshatras may be a little inaccurate as far as like when they're going to happen specifically. So just be sure to convert the central standard times that I give here on the podcast to the time zone that you reside in for accuracy. And lastly, for disclaimers, and probably the most important, is that I am a Vedic astrologer, meaning I study the Eastern sidereal system of astrology that stems from the ancient Indian tradition. This system is based on the true astronomical placements of the planets at any given moment. So if you come from a Western tropical background in astrology, the dates and sign changes we discuss here on the podcast will be different from what you may be keeping up with currently because the two systems do not coincide. But I assure you that the transits that we touch on are in direct correlation to what the planets are actually doing in the sky above. With that being said, let's see what the movement of the moon holds for us this week. On Monday, January 24th, the moon will be in Libra, in the nakshatra of Chitra. Chitra means brilliant and is located by one of the brightest stars in the sky, 
Spica. This nakshatra is all about beauty, creativity, and discovery. The Libran qualities really shine bright with this one, with a connection to art and the material world. The ruling deity of Chitra is Tashtar, who is considered the celestial architect, an ideal artist. This deity creates beauty in each of us, not only by sculpting our outer persona and material body, but also by encouraging us to chip away at the external and uncover the bright light within, our true beauty. So Chitra holds the essence of both the material and the spiritual realms. Monday is a great day for any and all types of creation, building, and mechanical work. Anything that requires the use of tools, focused effort, and multifaceted intelligence will be favorable. A great day to show off your skills and be artistic as well. Also a wonderful time for meditation and spiritual work to access your inner brilliance. On Tuesday the 25th, the moon will be in Libra, in the nakshatra of Swati. Swati closely translates to independent one, and is represented by a blade of grass or a sword. When it comes to the blade of grass representation, Swati has wonderful flexibility, agility, and independence. This nakshatra really gives Libra its wind element. As for the sword representation, Swati uses the sword as a tool for advancement by swiftly cutting through obstacles along the way. When the moon moves through Swati, there is a strong, resilient nature, but there can also be a bit of restlessness of the mind as well. The moon will be in its last quarter phase on Tuesday. This is when the moon is, in a way, half empty, at 50% luminosity on its journey back to being completely dark again for the new moon next week. This is a perfect time to tie up any loose ends, finalize any business deals that have been underway, and complete any lingering tasks before it's time to plant new seeds of intention with the new moon phase coming up next week. On Wednesday the 26th, the moon will be between the signs of Libra and Scorpio in the nakshatra of Vishaka. Traditionally, if we break down this Sanskrit word, Visha means to enter, and Ka means the heavens. This nakshatra stands for great potential for transformation and wanting to aim for the heavens and connect with the eternal, the highest self. Vishaka is the only nakshatra that is ruled by two deities, which are Agni, the god of fire, and Indra, the king of gods. Both of these deities are strongly associated with power, energy, and purpose. Anything that requires a little extra grit, harshness, or some aggression, possibly, will most likely prosper on Wednesday, although I don't recommend starting any new arguments or disputes. If there is something that needs to be conquered, though, go for it with grace and intelligence. This is also a great day for celebrations and romance. On Thursday, January 27th, the moon will be in Scorpio, primarily in the nakshatra of Anurata. Anurata translates to a spark or small flash of lightning. 
This suggests that it only takes a glimpse of intuition to make us aware of our connection to the divine. Anurata brings light to what is hidden inside of us and opens our minds to the endless possibilities of harnessing our inner power. This nakshatra is also represented by the lotus flower, whose bud develops and hides beneath the murky waters, only to emerge amongst difficult conditions and blossom beautifully. This nakshatra is really about merging the individual to the universal and uncovering the hidden purity within. Thursday is a wonderful day for studying, uncovering new information, and diving into spiritual practices and philosophical topics. On Friday the 28th, the moon will be in Scorpio, in the nakshatra of Jiesta. Jiesta means the eldest, and therefore is very wise, holds great power, and has the potential for great accomplishment. This is a tougher nakshatra and can be tied to bad luck, but this doesn't mean that on Friday everyone will be unlucky. It's more of a warning for us not to create our own misfortune. It indicates that if we make wise decisions and deal with our own inner conflicts, we will be given the power to overcome any bad fortune or inner demons. Friday is a great day to take control. Be responsible and protect yourself and others. Jiesta marks the end of Scorpio. This is what is considered a Gandanta period. When a planet is Gandanta, this means that the planet is moving through the last degrees of a water sign into the first degrees of a fire sign. Polarity is extreme during this time, and it can be a place of immense transformation. Friday may not be completely smooth sailing, but if we take responsibility and do our best, we will reap the rewards of strength. From Friday evening until midday Saturday, the moon will be in Sagittarius in the nakshatra of Mula. Mula means root and is all about finding comfort in darkness, getting to the bottom of things, and understanding the importance of foundations. Mula suggests that we are the root of our issues, as well as our blessings. This nakshatra really loves digging deeper and finding truth. As much as we may be striving for spiritual awakening, we are rooted in the material world after all. The disappointment of day-to-day life will lessen if we realize that a tree needs strong roots to grow upwards toward that spiritual connection. Mula reminds us to stay practical and build strong foundations in our lives before we can reach toward our higher aspirations. Friday evening through midday Saturday is a wonderful time to uproot any self-destructive tendencies and lay some solid foundations in any area of life that feels unstable. Spend this time getting to know your root chakra, strengthening it and grounding yourself. Get to the root of your needs and wants and make sure that you are supplying yourself with the nutrients needed to grow strong. Remember, a large, fruitful tree does not fully grow overnight. We also have a significant planetary transit this week, as I mentioned in the intro. Very early on Saturday morning, 
Venus will go direct in Sagittarius. This will bring a huge relief when it comes to relationships, love, beauty, and the flow of creativity. Since December 19th, Venus has been retrograding, forcing us to all reevaluate our love lives and what we are willing to tolerate and compromise on. It has been a time of revisiting old beliefs and morals around relationships and beauty, and reminding ourselves of why we have left certain ways of thought behind. Hopefully, the retrograde hasn't been too challenging, but rest assured, we can expect the delays and setbacks to smooth out and subside now that Venus will be stationing direct on Saturday. Saturday the 29th through midday Sunday, the moon will be in Sagittarius in the nakshatra of Purvashada. If we break down the Sanskrit word, Purva means first, and Ashada means not subdued. Purva Ashada literally means that which cannot be suppressed, or the former invincible one. This nakshatra is all about being able to express our truth no matter what is thrown our way. It reminds us that our core personalities will shine through no matter how hard we try to suppress our true nature. Purvashada gives us the power to see our goals through to the end, regardless of our opposition. This is a wonderful time to flourish in what makes us unique, discover new possibilities, and develop and uncover wisdom. Saturday evening through Sunday midday is a perfect time to sharpen our skills, persevere, and give attention to each of our many talents. And the rest of Sunday the 30th, the moon will be moving through Sagittarius into Uttarashada. As Purvashada means the first invincible one, Uttarashada means the higher invincible one. This nakshatra is sort of the older, wiser version of its previous cosmic counterpart. Uttarashada takes place more in a spiritual sense than the physical, The strength is more internal. The talents expressed here are expressed less through physical creation and more through philosophical thought. This is one of the best nakshatras for starting anything new, building new foundations, moving, dealing with authority, and spiritual practice and ritual. Sunday is a great day to tap into the intuition and build a stronger connection with higher consciousness by strengthening the mind and control over the mind with focused meditation or journaling. All right, now that we've discussed the energy shifts for the week ahead, let's get into the personalized horoscopes for each of the 12 zodiac signs. If you are an Aries ascendant or an Aries moon, the moon will be moving through the 7th, 8th, and 9th houses of your birth chart. In the beginning of the week, relationships and love may be on the mind. Use this focus in this area of life to go on a nice date or spend some time getting to know the people that you're closest with on a deeper level. What about them is truly beautiful and inspiring to you? In the middle of the week, be very mindful and aware of any sudden changes or hardships that may occur, especially on the level of the psyche. 
This is a wonderful time for studying any occult sciences or mysticism as well. At the end of the week, you may find yourself thinking about travel or something to do with the father or teacher may come up during this time. Spending some time analyzing where the roots of your beliefs and morals stem from will be very beneficial. If you are a Taurus rising or a Taurus moon, the moon will be moving through the 6th, 7th, and 8th houses of your chart. In the beginning of the week, be cautious of your health, especially in regards to the digestive system or the lower abdomen. Be careful of any accidents or injuries, especially to this area of the body. Also be aware of any disputes or opposition cropping up and throwing you off balance. In the middle of the week, there may be a spark of passion in the love department or some insight brought to you in regards to your relationships with others. Try not to get too aggressive with those who you love, even if things get a little spicy. Toward the end of the week, this is a wonderful opportunity for spiritual practices and rituals, as well as overcoming any fears or inner conflicts. If you are a Gemini ascendant or a gem moon, the moon will be moving through your 5th, 6th, and 7th houses. In the beginning of the week, go with the flow, get artsy, and refine your ideas and projects to express the purest form and message possible with each creation. In the middle of the week, be mindful of any accidents, health issues involving the sexual organs, or a sneaky strike from someone of opposition. Toward the end of the week, this could be a good time to have some deep conversation with your partner about each of your morals and dreams. If you are single, this could also be a nice conversation to have with coworkers or even with yourself. If you are a Cancer rising or a Cancer moon, the moon will be transiting the 4th, 5th, and 6th houses of your chart. In the beginning of the week, you may be looking to buy something new and beautiful for your home. Or you may be wanting to beautify your inner landscape as well through meditating on comfort and pleasing aesthetics. Toward the middle of the week, you may find yourself feeling crafty and wanting to incorporate some darker themes or more mysterious elements into your creative expression. At the end of the week, be mindful of enemies trying to stir you up, and also be extra careful of your hips and thigh area, as you may be prone to some injury or health issue in this area of the body. If you are a Leo Ascendant or a Leo Moon, the moon will be moving through your third, fourth, and fifth houses. At the beginning of the week, you may notice that you are a bit more swift and precise with the way that you're communicating with the world. Your skills and hobbies may feel a bit more successful or beautiful. In the middle of the week, there may be some conflict in your inner world. This is a great time to spend at home and connect with the divine. Also a great time to check in with your mother or motherly figures. Toward the end of the week, this is a great time to check in with your children or children that are in your life. Tend to the roots and foundation of your relationship with those children and also incorporate themes of the root chakra into your creative endeavors. If you are a Virgo rising or a Virgo moon, the moon will be transiting the second, third, and fourth houses of your chart. In the beginning of the week, there may be some sweet memories from your early childhood that come up for you. 
you may find yourself getting nostalgic and also getting creative with speech, whether that be writing poetry, lyrics, or wanting to sing. This is also a great time for luck with finances and business. In the middle of the week, your skills and hobbies will be charged with depth and power if you keep your mind steady. There may be some challenges, but with focus, something beautiful has the chance to be born. Toward the end of the week, this is a great time to check in with your mother or motherly figures. Visit your family home or spend some extra quiet time in the space that you feel the most comfortable and drawn to. If you are a Libra ascendant or a Libra moon, the moon will be moving through your first, second, and third houses. In the beginning of the week, you may be drawn to your own sense of beauty. You may have the urge to change your appearance in some way, but just know that what makes you truly beautiful is something found much deeper inside. Toward the middle of the week, you may catch someone in a lie, or just not telling the whole truth. Or there may be a type of sudden change in regards to finances. Also, in the middle of the week, try to be mindful with your speech as not to come off too aggressive. At the end of the week, your skills and talents will most likely thrive with the right focus and dedication. Be sure to keep your reason for doing what you're doing at the forefront of your mind for the best results. If you are a Scorpio rising or a Scorp moon, the moon will be transiting your 12th, 1st, and 2nd houses. In the beginning of the week, this can be a wonderful time to dig deep and enjoy the beauty of the inner world, your spirituality. Since the 12th house can indicate loss, just be mindful of finances and any impulsivity during this time. It's best to just go with the flow. In the middle of the week, you may feel a surge of personal power, especially if you can keep yourself in the right headspace. Try not to let dark thoughts take over. And at the end of the week, this can be a great time to start a new savings account or do any type of money matters and planning for a more stable and solid financial foundation to build on. If you are a Sagittarius Ascendant or a Sag Moon, the moon will be transiting the 11th, 12th, and 1st houses of your birth chart. In the beginning of the week, associating with peers and your network circle may feel a bit more innovative and creative. You may also gain recognition for something that you've been working hard for. In the middle of the week, be very careful what you wish for. When the moon transits your 12th house of Scorpio, there is always a chance of manifesting your own loss of sorts. Toward the end of the week, dig deep into what makes you feel strong and powerful and where that stems from. This is also a great time to do some self-care and self-reflection practices. Ask yourself, am I practicing what I preach? If you are a Capricorn rising or a Cap moon, the moon will be moving through your 10th, 11th, and 12th houses. In the beginning of the week, you may have some creative ideas spark up around your career. You may also want to clean up your work area and make it feel more inspiring to you somehow. In the middle of the week, you may have a sudden flash of insight when it comes to your long-term goals and how to reach them. Listen to your intuition. Sometimes that takes a bit of inner work to brush the mental dust off and see things a bit more clearly. 
At the end of the week, when the moon is transiting the 12th, there is a possibility of some type of loss or separation. It's best to use this energy to your advantage and take some time to separate your mind from the material world. Meditation is the key. If you are an Aquarius ascendant or an aqua moon, the moon will be transiting your 9th, 10th, and 11th houses. In the beginning of the week, you may seek out beauty in a piece of ancient literature or philosophy. This is a great time for education and checking in with your teachers, father, or fatherly figures. In the middle of the week, your work life could become a bit cloudy if you aren't feeling great mentally. Take care of your mind first and then proceed to use that newfound clarity to excel in your career. At the end of the week, you may find yourself having deeper philosophical connections with your network of peers. You may also reach a big goal during this time if you stay persistent with the health of your skills and mentality. And if you are a Pisces rising or a Pisces moon, the moon will be moving through the 8th, 9th, and 10th houses of your birth chart. In the beginning of the week, you may find the mind wandering off into dark thoughts, but expressing this through art and other creations can be a great use of this energy. In the middle of the week, this is a perfect time to study philosophy, mysticism, and any hidden topics, like the occult sciences. Diving deep into something spiritual or otherworldly with a teacher, or your father perhaps, or fatherly figure could make a way for a great conversation. At the end of the week, take initiative to lay some new foundations in the workplace. Don't be shy to exhibit your skills to others and be a teacher. Also, if you need to have a discussion with someone of authority, the cosmos will have your back. All right, well, I hope that that was helpful and I hope everyone feels better prepared for the week ahead. I would also like to apologize to my wonderful listeners for skipping last week's weekly moon weather. I have been sick since the holidays, first with a mystery sickness, and then a week later I caught the Rona and have been recovering for the past few weeks from that. I am just now starting to feel better again, and January is almost over. Seems I have been sick for an entire month, but hopefully my family and I are in the clear now. May the divine bring us all some extra healthy vibes. I just started this podcast at the beginning of the month, and I had no idea how many people look forward to the weekly moon weather and horoscopes already. It's very exciting to me, and thank you so much for the continued support. I really love this space that I've created for us. I'd love to see you over on my Instagram, my tag or my handle is at the Vedic Vessel. And if you'd like to schedule an astrology or tarot reading with me, I do have lots of room for bookings. You can do so on my website, www.thevedicvessel.com, where you can also get your free Vedic birth chart, like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode. And that's also where you can find my other links. Once again, I am your host, Holly, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode six of the Vedic Vessel podcast. I will talk to you all very soon. Namaste.